everybody, this is Cameo Sabatka. And this is Kaylee Weiss. And you are listening to... Selling Crazy. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be here. The sun is shining. I think it's shining in it sure is. both places. Yes, and it was snowing this morning. <laughs> Stop. It's freaking April and it was snowing again. <gasps> was it hailing yesterday? Like I kept seeing like on Facebook. It was hailing yesterday. It... <laughs> We've had the weirdest weather, but I'm ready to have spring, spring, sprung, sprout. I don't know. Something. Sprout. Spring needs sprung to it. do its thing. It's time sprung for it. it to spring it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just floated a little bit yesterday, but it was in my hot tub. <laughs> Shut up. It's not warm enough for the pool yet. Don't come at me with your Arizona vibes. <laughs> all right. Arizona vibes, all the sunshine. Over here. <laughs> Freezing my nipples off and it's still freaking <laughs> snowing in April. What is this BS? I don't know what's going on over there. So like, it's wild. Like I was an Oregonian, still an Oregonian, you know, a house there too. But for my whole life, since I was like seven. Bicoastal. Bicoastal. Bipolar, bicoastal, Bi- something. 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 But, and I've never seen weather like you guys are having right now. Like this is why it's wild. Wild. Someone did something naughty and this is their payback. And I need Someone, that person to make it right. <laughs> I don't know. It's like probably something like somebody somewhere opened something in a pyramid like they did in 2020 when COVID happened. And now it set off a chain of events. It's Nicolas Cage's fault. I'm just going to say <laughs> this right now. Nick Cage, put the parcel, the papyrus, whatever it is back. <laughs> no one needs to see it. It's his fault. Yeah. Nick Cage, if you're listening to this, put it back. <laughs> He's not. Oh my gosh. I saw the funniest sticker and it's nippless cage. <laughs> you have somehow managed to talk about nipples twice. In oh my gosh, I have. The last in like under three minutes. Under three minutes. This is a new record. Debbie, do you hear this? Are we rated PG-13 now? Debbie's not listening, but Nate Newbauer is going to be like, Kaylee, I can't listen to this in my car with my kids. Debbie, <laughs> exactly what he sounds your, like. your daughter is multi-talented. when it comes to body parts. (laughs) (laughs) You can write that down and quote me on it. Stick that in your notebook. Um, So I did survive (laughs) April Fool's. Just, I want to put that out there. It was like quite the event at my house. My kids didn't do anything. So I want to hear it. Oh, okay. So my morning morning started with my seven-year-old coming in and being like, "Um, where's the bars of chocolate? I'm going to go put him outside for a while. And I said, what? Why? And she said, I just need to put some chocolate in the sun for a while. It's part of my April Fool Day. I said, April Fool's Day? And she's like, yeah, the April the April Fool Day. I'm like, April Fool's Day. She's like, yeah, um, a kid at school helped me figure out what I'm going to do to you for April Fool's Day. <laughs> so I need to go outside and put the chocolate in the sun. This kid gives herself away with everything. Yeah. Remember when I tried to have her smuggle some tchotchke yeah. into your house and she gave herself away? Man. She literally was like bawling. The pressure was far too intense. <laughs> far too intense. So I said, Isla, I don't want you to like put any chocolate in the sun and do that to me. And she's like, well, what am I going to do? And I said, well, why don't we just team up against your dad and your sister <laughs> Perfect. this year? And then like, we don't do anything to each other. And she was like, Yes. So we proceeded to like spend the morning like plotting, plotting, plotting. 
So what we did for Rob is we took a bar of soap and covered it with clear nail polish and stuck it in the shower. He's at the gym, so we knew he'd be home in a little bit to shower. That takes some time, dude. Pay <laughs> <laughs> for effort. And I then love for it Reese, already. We took, we took the toilet paper, except for like one piece off of the toilet paper roll, and then wrote April Fool's on it. And Rob comes home. Gets in the shower and I'm in there like kind of like dinking around and Isla's hiding in our room like listening. And he's like, what's up with this soap? <laughs> Is it old? <laughs> no, I literally just unwrapped it for you. And he's like, it's kind of weird. It's like, did you, did you, did my mom give you this at some point in our <laughs> did lives? Did my like, mom <laughs> give it? Did Kaylee give you this? Did Kaylee give no. you this soap? He's like, what is up with this? He's like, I just keep rubbing it because it won't lather. So he's like rubbing it and rubbing it and rubbing it. It won't lather. And Isla and I were dying. Like we just, you just hear this little person just start like laughing hysterically. And he's like, what'd you guys do? <laughs> what'd you do to me? And then Reese, I won't go into details it. because it's like she, I will embarrass her. But like she you had to talk about pooping. She had a sleepover the night before at a friend's house and might have eaten too many chili cheese fries. So she came tearing into the house and into her bathroom and it was epic. Epic. That's so mean, but I love it. <laughs> Man, usually so, yeah. my kids try to get me, but this year they were like, oh, isn't it April Fool's Day? I'm like, sure is. Keep it moving, children. Yeah. Get out of here. Our, Get to step in. My husband had a great idea that he and Rob were going to do an April Fool's episode of Selling Crazy as us. Oh, my God. And I think that would have been an amazing thing. There was no time to make it happen. Yeah. And of course, he tells me like the day before, well, Rob and I should do an episode. I'm like, well, come on, get it together, also, boys. I'm not really sure you guys can fill our shoes. Just saying. <laughs> not really sure. He's like, but then after we introduce ourselves and like make fun of you guys for talking about the weather, what do we talk about? I'm like, exactly. Rude. <laughs> what would you really talk rude. about? Though? Also, like, I saw lots of like after our episode about like not going to Target. You guys were straight up in Target all the time. Do you want to know why? Because Ryan needed to get... The, the vices went. <laughs> Three times in a row. <laughs> so the first time we were coming back from Salem. And it was a Friday, I think. And the kids were like really excited to play this new Mario game on their Switch. But we only have two sets of controllers and it's a three-person game. And Ryan, my third child, likes yeah. to play as well. And he's like, well, I yes. need a set of controllers. So, of course, he stops at Target. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Literally, we're listening to our episode in the car talking <laughs> about Target. And Ryan's shaking his head. And then I'm like, but where are you heading right now? Target. <laughs> and he's like, don't tell Cameo. So I got a nice video of him walking into Target. I know. There was like a video. Like, I'm like, what? what is that bit? That is Target Boutique. I want you, everybody to know that I have not been into Target until last night. You did so good. That was like a week. I didn't do it on purpose. Like, oh. it's just by accident. <laughs> Inadvertently did good. Good job. Yes. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. But their dollar spot was crap at this one. So oh, I did not boo. get anything. So then I felt like I needed to go back. I also had to get a birthday present for a kid. So yeah. And a couple of things for my European trip. So. Two of my good, good friends are headed to Europe. Who else? No one else can go. No one they're going to go. an entirely different country than you. Great. It'll be okay. They're not They're not allowed yeah. to go near me. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm just God. kidding. Such a brat. Oh, don't get your nipples twisted. 
It'll be hey, hey, (laughs) oh, this is now a drinking game. Every time we talk about nipples, you take a shot of coffee, water, whatever you want, mom. I'm not talking about alcohol. Yeah, please don't take shots, guys. Please don't. Anyway, speaking of taking a shot, let's take a shot at. What are we going to talk about? The ways to have the most successful lead generating open house. Look at that for a segue. That was the best segue. (laughs) Thank you. What we want to talk about is like, I know we touched on open houses last week. And so many agents feel like they're just a waste of time. And if you're like thinking that I'm going to throw an open house because it's going to be the only thing that sells this listing of mine, then that is a waste of time. So like, yeah, basically, I think they say like 8% of actual open houses convert your listing to be sold. But there's lots of reasons to do open houses. Um, I have sold houses for my sellers with open houses. So it does work. Yeah. But often you're doing it as a way to continue to pick up listings in that neighborhood and to find new buyers. So that is for a real estate agent. And it's just really great advertising if you're doing it correctly for people just to see that you're a working agent who has great listings, does great advertising. You always want to be top of mind. Even if it's not your listing and you're hoping, hoping you're holding it for someone else, it's good to see it as a marketing thing. Get your name out there. Have these amazing listings attached to your name, even if they aren't yours. Mm -hmm. Obviously, give credit to the listing agent, but get it out there. Maybe you'll attract a friend who you didn't know was looking, but sees you put this out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot you're in real estate because they'll always say that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll want to buy it. So think of it as a marketing tool, not just a way to sell the home and you'll be on the right track. Yeah, I mean, especially like as a new agent, my first like even three years, I think, I hosted an open like every weekend. Yep. Every single weekend. And like, obviously they weren't mine. Some of them were, but a lot of them weren't. I would just ask anybody and everybody if I could host their open. I would advertise it and all the things Kaylee said and more. I mean, you learn how to talk to buyers because they're really super awkward when they come in because they think you're trying to sell them. They think you're trying to get them. So it's a really good practice for you to work on your scripts and just your way of communicating with people and kind of like, I always call it like your your selling intuition, like knowing when to talk to people and when to leave them alone, when to share information. Like it's just, it's good practice is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. So let's start with number one. Okay. Pick a convenient time. Right. That's one of the most important things. You don't want to do it at Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Or Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah. Unless that is a strategic thing for like a happy hour. Pick a good time. What's a good time, Cam? You don't want to do it when people are having to pick up their kids. Like the majority of people are at work. You want to do it when it's like convenient. 75% of open houses are thrown on the weekends um, or on Sunday, actually. But Saturday and Sunday are both really great days to do open houses. I think like what time slots do you like? I like like 11 to 3. I like... 11 to 2, 1 to 3. I don't, I max out at like three hours because I like to get as many people in there as possible. I don't want to, mm-hmm. never will I be open all day long. That's insane. Oh, no. No. It's a waste of you want to create a sense of urgency for people to get in the, into the house. I mean, 12 to 2, 12 to 3 is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sundays are like the most, like I said, the most popular day, but I would definitely caution you to make sure that you're carving out time for the church. Like if anyone's in church, that they have time to come and shop afterwards. Give them like an hour for lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know, after church, they're hungry. 
You got to feed those kids. You got to feed the kids. Yes. My preferred day is a Sunday. I love a Saturday. Saturdays, I found, it may, I don't know. It depends on the area too. Yeah. Saturday, if it's a good walkable area, is great. Mm-hmm. Sunday, if it's not, because then they get all their like chores out of the way Saturday and Sunday is more of like a leisure day. I mean, leisure, so however you want to say it. She's absolutely right. You kind of, you landed on something there too. It de- it's house dependent, right? So if it's yeah. in like a, like a little area where it's like very walkable, Saturday's great. If it's rural, you might want to do a Sunday, you know, like with plenty of time for people to go to church and have lunch. So maybe like a two to two to four or a one to three, like something like that. So it, it is dependent on your house and it is dependent on knowing your area. And it's just all about doing your homework. And you could do both days. You can you do both days. Yeah. And put in a little Friday night preview for who? You could put in a Friday night preview for neighbors. And so we're going to touch on that a little bit later, but like yep. a really great resource for you in marketing the property is going to be the neighbors. Not only do, are they going to have friends and family that they want to move there, they'll help you sell that house, but also like those are potential clients for you later if they see you really knocking it out of the park to advertise this house and you get their information, you keep, you know, marketing them, these will turn into clients later. Yep. So once you have the date and time set, then it's time to start marketing. So Obviously, get it into RMLS or WVMLS as quickly as possible because agents are going to see that. If the house gets sent out in an email to clients, they're going to also see that because that's public knowledge. So people can start planning to be there. And then I would just say market the heck out of it in every way possible. And there's so many ways. Like, I'm not sure about RMLS, but WVMLS, it gets sent out. So if I, I advertise it in my MLS... I'm sorry, guys. I'm like really stuffy. I kind of am today too. I'm like struggling to breathe and talk. Like, oh, so if no. I sound weird, I'm really sorry. Ugh. Ugh. I'm gross. <laughs> um, okay. So if I put it into my WVMLS, that time slot in that property gets sent out to everybody who is looking within that bracket. So it's like a whole other layer of advertising. Yep. Not to mention that that attaches to Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and then they start advertising it as well. And like over 90% of buyers are looking for open houses like like via the internet. So you really want to leverage that because it takes you all of like a minute to put it in. And then like all these platforms are advertising for you. It's the same with RMLS. If someone is watching that house or if it is on a prospective buyer email list for an agent, as soon as you do anything to that listing, if you change the wording, if you change the open house date, that gets emailed to the agent and the client. Yeah. So it's doing it for you. So it's like your first, for me, it's my first stop once I plan the date and I know my details. From there, I'm going to go on and I'm going to go into Canva and create like all my pretty flyers. I'm going to lean on my lending partners because they'll create flyers and advertising for me as well. And then you're just going to hit it into, want to tell them some of the great places to put it, Kaylee? Um, I like to, first off, there's Bear Marketing, which is a different company name now up here, and they will email it. I think it's $39 or $59 to every single licensed agent in the area, in the MLS. Oh, that's awesome. Once my flyer is made, I get that in there and I have them email it. And then they also do something if someone doesn't open it the day before or the day of, they send it again the next day. And then if you do a price change, they'll do another version of it for you, sometimes free of charge. So I do that so that all the agents get it in their inbox. I go to Instagram, I go to Facebook, 
sometimes if it's like a good, good listing and I know that I'll get a lot of eyes on it, I'll do Facebook ads really cheap through KV Core. Um, the nice part about KV Core is that when someone clicks on it, their information goes into my KV Core and area. I can't even so think of you, words. Do you want to like, get, like just, I can't talk. Me either. God, uh, I can't breathe. I can't me. talk. <laughs> do you want help to just for a, refresher, <laughs> for a refresher, tell people what KV Core is. KV Core is our amazing CRM that EXP provides for us. Other people also have KV Core, but they have to pay for it. We don't. Um, and it is like, our website is through there. You have like client capture. So if you do an ad through Facebook from KV Core, they will help you design it. They'll help you market it to a certain area. You can personalize it to people of a certain age or area, zip code. There's so many ways to do it. Your title and escrow can also help you do that if they use KV Core. I know mine do. And as soon as someone clicks on it, their information goes into my KV Core so that I can follow up with them. And then I don't have to manually input their information. It's just you're doing it in a few places strategically and it's doing the work for you. Another good thing in Facebook is to do like a Facebook invite and send that. So you're going to like make your flyer and your invitation really beautiful. You're going to make sure that you have all the details about the property. I don't like to put the price because I want people to click the link. But you're going to put like your location. You're going to put like the statistics about the house. You're going to have pictures. You're going to have the address. You're going to have the time and date of your open house. And then you're going to send out a Facebook invite. So don't think like oh, this person's already been emailed. I can't send them a Facebook invite. You want to Do continually it. send this out. Yeah. Like you just want this to come from like everywhere. Another one that I kind of like, which is just growing on me, is the Nextdoor app, which I don't know if people know this one, but you can't do an ad for it. Like you can't put it in the feed is what I mean, but you can stick it on their calendar. Yeah. So I know that this is often more, I know... I feel a lot of us check in just to kind of see if there's like a power outage or whatever. <laughs> or the drama. <laughs> the drama in the neighborhood or some, if you lost a dog or something, if your dog got out, you're definitely hopping on there. But yeah. I have found that like so many of my clients as I track where my clients come from and who buys houses are coming from word of mouth from the neighbors. So people who are like on this app are really connected to the neighborhood. So if they have like a family member that's moving in from out of town and they see this on there, this is great advertising. Often they're going to be the ones that help you sell your house. So for me, it's just another step, but it's a quick step to just put that into the calendar of events. And I've gotten good traction on that one. That's awesome. I haven't had as much traction on that as you have, but that's fine. It's area specific as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that one's another one that some neighborhoods don't give a crap. Yeah. Some do. Some like to Mm -hmm. talk about drama. (laughs) And they're like, why is this person selling? And then you get all the deeds and you're like, no, 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 no. Pipe down. Um, (laughs) It's very true. It's good. I like to do day of marketing, like do a reel and a video as well. Mm -hmm. Do a live on Instagram or Facebook. That way people can see it. And that kind of sparks people be like, oh my gosh, are you still open? How late are you going to be there? Yeah. And if my clients are out of town and they're like, oh my gosh, we want to come by at four. Are you going to be there? And I'm ending at three. I'll stay if they're going to show up. I mean, you can, yeah, you can adjust as you go. Cameo likes to door knock. <laughs> it kills two birds with one stone. It does. It's it's literally like you're advertising for your open house, 
but you're also letting people know that you're an agent who's working and is working hard and they, again, you got to like stay top of mind. So that's a really yep. good one. I put door knocking on here because I, I don't do a lot of door knocking just because I need to, but I don't, especially for open houses. Cause I have seen some people become like, like get monster listings and just continual, continually like own a neighborhood because they do door knocking really well. So what they'll do is, is they will door knock like a couple days before and, you know, or a week before the event and they mm-hmm. will invite all the neighbors to a pre-open, which is only for the neighbors. And then they'll do this wonderful thing like, you know, yummy food, champagne, whatever. And they'll get to know the neighbors. They'll talk about the house. They'll, you know, it's friends and neighbors special. Like people feel all the neighbors want to see the house anyways. They want to poke around. Yeah. They want to know what it looks like. They want to know what updates have been done. They want to know. Yeah. They want to know everything. And it makes them feel good. You can make a little invite special for that if you want. You can say, hey, you QR want me to email codes. it to you? Yeah. Do you want a QR codes are amazing? Make sure you have your branded info attached to the QR as well. Yeah. It's such a huge thing to make sure that your face, your name, your brokerage, how to get a hold of you is on there. Because if you just mm-hmm. do the house, they're going to be like, oh, who was it? Yeah. You want... Yeah. I've seen so many agents miss an opportunity. <laughs> And it's like, that's such a no-brainer thing. So you're getting specialized time with them when they come. They get to see like, what a great job you're doing advertising the property. You get to make Mm -hmm. a personal connection. Most likely you've done one of the things that Kaylee's talked about, whether it's capturing their email or when when they come to the party, you're getting information for them. They've scanned a QR code. Often, you know, it's a good idea to do like scan this QR code and you get entered into... A drawing. A prize. I mean, I coffee. A drawing. I knew an agent who gave away TVs. Like, she didn't care. She was just like going for it. And she built this great listing business by doing these big events with her open house. And she started with like these pre open parties. So, I mean, it's just a great time to capture that information. And then you stay top of mind. You're sending them information when the house sells. You can send them like marketing information afterwards. And Kaylee's right. This is a great place where you can get them set up into their own special KV core campaign afterwards. Because you never know, they might want to sell later. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. You, you want to be the one that they think of. Yeah. You don't want to be just a flyer they throw away. Exactly. <laughs> you want to make a good impression. That's right. So then another thing I do after marketing is I do a ton of homework. I do homework on the house. I do homework on the neighborhood. I do homework on the market in the area. I do homework on the comps. A lot of times I will have comps printed out at the open house um, if they're really close by ones. Um, Because sometimes clients or people will come in and they're like, oh, this one really isn't for me. They don't have an agent. You're like, oh, what about this one? Do you want to go see it after we're done? Then you get to take them. If they don't have an agent you got to earn their trust and become their agent. So give them something else to look at if this one doesn't fit perfectly. Yeah, if they're like, hey, I really like this house, but like we need an extra bedroom. And you're like, you know what? Two blocks away. Guess what? This one's for sale. (laughs) Like, what are you guys doing later? You want to, you know, would you like me to show it to you? It's So it's it's, not just the comps. It's also listings nearby because your comps are most likely going to be just like the house you're listing. Mm -hmm. Or that have sold, yes. Yes, If you have listings nearby that are available that are a little bit different, then when they come in and they're like, oh, this doesn't 
meet our needs. We need another bedroom or we need another bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. Then you have those available. And that's, you have those listings available. That's where you gain their trust. Mm-hmm. That's where you take them. And, and I know I said this like last week, but I used to stop by open houses all the time just to see how they were done, just to see how agents yeah. were doing them, to see what kind of information and how they handle their open houses. And so often they barely knew the house they were holding open. And if yeah, I'm we a talked buyer, about how yeah. much this torques my turtle. It does not instill confidence. So you want to be the person who's like, you're at ease because you know this house. You're at ease because you know this neighborhood. You know the schools. You know the local festivities. The Like pick a couple great restaurants that are nearby. Like yeah. just find out some things about the house so that you come off as like the true expert that you are. And I always have a list. I always bring my computer too, but I always have a list of like my comps. And I always have a list of houses that are for sale in the area because Kaylee's right. There's been many, many times after an open house that I'm calling my husband to say, hey, I'm closing up the house, but I'm going to show these people properties. Yep. You know, so be ready. Yeah. Great. Good. That's what it's all about. Yes, you want to sell this house, but also it's a great opportunity to get new clients. Most of the time people will have an agent. Great. Great for them. But the off chance that they don't, you want to be looked at as the trusted neighborhood expert with all this information you're coming at them with or with them, whatever, however you want to say it. You're helping them. You're supplying this information. Yeah. You're going to tell them how great the schools are. You're going to tell them how walkable it is, where the nearest grocery store is. Some people want to know where hospitals are and fire stations. You've got to know that stuff too. I mean, it sounds weird, but one of my clients wanted to be as close to a hospital as possible. I'm like, all right, let's find that. <laughs> let's do it. So let's yeah. talk about, because this is a really common question that like, not only did my buyers ask me, but like, other agents ask me. So let's talk about like how you advise, like how are how we advise our clients. So I will have buyers be like, hey, I want to see this house and I want to head to the open house. So they want to, my buyers want to head to an open house on Sunday. It's obviously being hosted by another agent. So some agents don't feel comfortable enough to send their agents, their, their clients without them. They're too worried about their clients being poached. If I'm available and I can, I'll go with them and just like hang out and see the house. But if I can't, then what I'm telling my clients is a few things. I'm saying like, don't be intimidated when the agent comes to you and is trying to like make conversation, wants your name and your contact, you know, wants your information. They're there because one, they want to sell the house, but two, they're trying to pick up new clients. So what I want you to say to them, I want you to remember a few things. I want you to let them know, like I have an agent, I have a real estate agent, so I'm not looking for one. I don't want you to share anything about your personal situation. I don't want you to share anything about your financial situation. And if you like the house, I want you to wear your poker face. And lastly, don't get too excited. Don't get excited. (laughs) And lastly, I want you to remember that like, I want you to assume that you're being filmed. You're being recorded at all times. I've had clients who have spilled all of their secrets and it's been on camera And then we had no negotiating power. Because what if you go into contract on that house? They know everything about you. They know you have $50,000 when I'm trying to make them feel like we have no money so we can have closing costs. (laughs) We have no money. We're poor. You can't share everything, you know? And another thing that like uh, I heard an agent say the other day, which I thought was a really great idea, was if you go in and I have a lot of buyers who are like, it got really uncomfortable because they kept asking me to sign in, which is our job is to get the information, not only for ourselves, but for our sellers to prove that we're doing a good job. 
feel free to put your, your real estate agent's name and contact information down. Yes. If I'm hosting an open house and you have an agent, it is super helpful for me to have that agent's information. We want to follow up. I always give my clients a stack of my card. Yes. If I know that they're the type that are going to be like, hey, we're out shopping. We're going to pop by this place. I have a couple of clients right now that are like yes. that. And they're like, we just want to save you a trip. I'm like, I'll come with you. But if this is like a last minute thing, great. But they have a stack of my cards. If the agent asks them to sign in, they put in my information. They give the agent my card and say, hey, we're, you know, just stopping by to see if we like it. And then I tell them to zip it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Whatever. Ask questions, but don't give any info. Yeah. No information. I mean, I have, this is like tried and true had had buyers like (laughs) literally say everything. And then they're like, why couldn't you get this for me? And it's like, because you told them everything. And you don't them assume, everything. <laughs> don't assume that if you're outside, they can't yeah. hear you. Oh, no. Those freaking ring doorbells, I've had agents just spill. Even if it's just like they're showing the house, I've had clients sit there on their ring doorbell watching. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The agents are like, yes, we love it. We're going to do this. What if we only offer this and we can do this later? And I'm like, I know all your yeah. secrets. So we please don't assume back. that there are not <laughs> there are not cameras outside. There are not ring doorbells. You're not being filmed. There's not a wire. There's not a spy. Like you have just no expectation until you get in your car. Yeah, right. So I had a seller, which they're like the worst possible sellers to have, like a ring doorbell that was like so accurate, like half a mile away. They were like listening to conversations, like, and they were like <laughs> cool. sending them to me, and I'm like, uh, so. After that, like, I always knew that, like, you know, you have to be careful what you say, but I was like, we can't talk anywhere near. Like I have had, no. I have told people like, let's drive down the block and chat. Like, let's not talk here. Let's, we never said, talk let's about money or numbers. And we'll yeah, talk let's, later. Let's, let's go somewhere else. Oh my gosh. It, <laughs> nothing tanks the deal quicker than ring doorbell footage of you saying you have X amount of dollars and you're only going to offer this amount of dollars. Gotcha. Yeah. Busted. <laughs> I'm so, countering yeah. that bad boy. <laughs> you're accepting. We all know it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're going to do your homework. You are going to make sure to let your clients know what to do if they go without you. If you can go with them, go with them. Because then yes. you can chat up the agent and be like, hey, how many offers do you have? What's going on? Is there a deadline? And let your clients go look and you chat up the agent. Like, Yeah, you get to see get the as house much too. Like. You can see if yeah. there's like a, if there's a giant structural crack, you can just like not waste your time writing an offer on this house, yep. you know, or if it smells at least weird. let your, cl- yeah, at least let your clients know that so that they're able to decide if that's something they want to take on. But yeah, it's, if you can go, go, it's good. If you can't, then there's just safeguards that I like to educate my clients about before they go traipsing in. So what do you like to do day of? I was just going to ask you the same <laughs> I like to get there early. I like to wake up. And I like to, just kidding. Um, I do like to get there early. I like to make sure I know where my directionals are going to be. Yeah. I like to put balloons on my directionals from the dollar store because they last like a week and a half. Yep. Holy crap. We had a happy birthday balloon last a year and a half on the dollar store. So they're legit the best place to get. Get the star (sighs) balloons that match your marketing color. Silver is always a great neutral option. (laughs) You're welcome. 
Get a couple balloons on each directional sign. Know which roads are going to get the most traffic for directional signs. Yes. Um, major roads, not just the tiny side ones. You want to feed in people. Yeah. You want to fun- funnel everybody in. You're not going to put one sign out and then no. let people wander around a neighborhood. So I investing in some good so- signs are great. Um, yes. I always have one that's in the yard too that points directly to the door in case you can't figure this out on your own. People will not know which house. <laughs> I don't park in the driveway. Nope. I Keep open the, driveway the open. door when I first get there before I even think about my directionals to go in and make sure that like I don't have to scoop a cat litter box or open a window like or, or they haven't just complete yeah, or vacuum or you know if I need to move some furniture around and I need to do these things to make it aesthetically better or pleasing that's what I'm going to do so I don't like to be rushed so I like to go do that light the candles I might stick cookies in the oven if there's like a weird smell so I'm like constantly kind of like knowing my sellers but also giving myself time to make spruce it up deal with any situations yeah exactly I like to tell my sellers please don't cook anything (sighs) aromatic day of or night before even rice can come off with a weird smell and they might think it's weird. I don't want someone walking in. As much as I love curry, I don't want someone mm-hmm. walking in and smelling curry, hating it, being the person that hates it. Because I have a client who's like, it smells like curry and I hate it and I don't want to buy this house. <laughs> there will be, you will have clients like that. Yes. I try to t- prep my sellers with, please, I mean, obviously clean up. But if they're still living in the home, don't do any ethnic cooking, any yummy cooking, yeah. any cooking. Like even chicken can just smell funky. I'm like, just go out the night before. Go go out of town. I tell them, get out of town. Oh, I like, know. That's go. my favorite. That is that is like my first weekend that it lists. I'm like, go take a, like a four-day coast trip. Just let me just do my thing. Yeah, go do a staycation. Go to the beach. Yeah, just let me do my get thing. Get out of here. So and we can yeah, get as many so, showings as possible. But oh, that's yeah, another... Thing. Yes, that's another episode. But but Kaylee and I are both on board with like, you don't want to haul, haul ass into your open house 10 minutes before Ugh. it starts. Like you want to get there, make sure that like, like I said, you don't have to scoop a litter box or vacuum a floor. Or some of the, one animal hasn't thrown up somewhere. Like you want to have oh time to set out your flyers, set out your goodies, set out your marketing information, put your booties out, get all your directionals out. Like make it smell yummy. Prepared. And then you want to be able to set yourself mentally and get ready so that when people arrive, you are just like calm, collected, prepared, and ready to sell that house. Because we have all gone to an open house with a client and it's not open yet and it should be open. And the agent comes in like a bat out of hell. Yep. Disheveled. Signs everywhere. I wish you could see me right now, right? And their hair's all up. Their coffee's Flailing. everywhere. Their Red Bull's going somewhere. Oh my gosh, so sorry. Let me get the lockbox. <laughs> Holy crap, girl. Like, get your life together. Girl, guy, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I've seen it with men, too. Men are funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> get there early. Give yourself time to get ready, to prepare, mentally prepare. Say some affirmations. Yeah. I will sell this yeah. house today. Vacuum, spruce it up. I have this blue sage um, and basil spray that doesn't upset people like migraine-wise because I know some people are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I spray it. It eliminates odors in the house. It makes it feel nice and fresh and like clean. That's one of the things I keep with me for open houses. Sometimes if I know they live in the house and they, or maybe if they don't live in the house and there's no vacuum available, I take my vacuum with me just in case. Mm-hmm. I try to have them leave a 
broom and dustpan just in case. Like you want to make sure you have enough time to make it look perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And as also if it's vacant, take toilet paper. Oh, yes. That's a make great sure idea. Make sure there's toilet paper. Make sure there's soap. Make sure there's like paper towels. Make sure there's a place for people to wash their hands. So basically we're saying like, you know that listing even if it's not your listing, it's a great idea to tour it. If you're hosting for someone else, it's a great yeah. idea to tour it the day before so that you know what you need to bring with you. And then I have like a preparation kit, an emergency kit in my car that has like a bunch of stuff. It definitely has wine in there for like. It definitely has wine. And 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 again, that's another thing. Like if, if I have like a house that's in like a really cute little walkable area and it's the weekend, like maybe I'm going to host a brunch. Like if it's in the country, maybe I'm going to do something different. Like. So it take pride in your open houses and do special and unique things for each of them. Like if you're hosting something that's like by like Voodoo Donuts, do Voodoo Donuts. Like if that's a Heck fun yeah. walkable like area, like spot that's like unique to that house, do something that's like unique to that house that just goes to show that you're putting in that extra thought and effort. Um, here's one that like really twerks my turtle. Is that how you said it? Twerks your turtle. Your turtle is torqued. There we go. Okay. Can I just say how many um, comments I got on that? Really? Girl, <laughs> just hashtag that. Hashtag. Anyway, dress nicely. <sighs> this is so, huge. such a no-brainer. I'm not saying that you have to wear a dress. I'm not saying that you have to wear a suit and tie. I am just saying like attract the kind of clients and energy that you want. Make sure that you're nice and clean. Make sure you're wearing something nice. Make sure it's people can tell that you're the agent. Yes. I cannot tell you what I've seen rolling into open houses. I could write a book. We should. And we'll call it Twerk Your Turtle. Twerk Your Turtle. And we will write under <laughs> pseudonyms because we don't want to be on anyone's <laughs> purge list. You know what I was thinking? I haven't talked about a purge list in some time. You haven't. I haven't because I've had some great agents I've been working with. So I've had some great agents, but I do have a couple that... Uh, Got to add to that list? Might get added to the list, Yeah. But that's a whole episode for a whole other day. Anyway, look the part. Dress for the job you want. If you want these high-end clients, don't come with ripped jeans and flip-flops looking disheveled like you are a frat boy just getting out of bed. Like, take a shower, smell nice. If you had a rough night the night before and you're feeling a little hungover, like... Suck it (laughs) up. Do your best. You'll be fine. Suck Suck it it up. up. You'll be fine. (laughs) There's plenty of time to puke later. There we go. There you go. Straight from my mouth. I'm I'm like extremely like caring and empathetic towards people. But if you drank too much the night before your open house, that's that shit's on you. That's your problem and you need to get your life together. So pull it together, show up and be a professional. Like be a professional. I'm not judging what you did the night before, but no. I will judge you on how you how your open house goes. So pull it together. And you will go in our book. You will go. We will name names. <laughs> we will name yes. names. Yes. Um, oh, have will you have what? one? Oh, go. You go. I was going to say have treats. Always have treats. yummy stuff. I love well, I, treats. I feel like we're coming back to treats now that co- like COVID is obviously still yes. here and it's changed my treats. Like I do more prepackaged treats. Yes. That are clean. I was that, say like, that. Yes. But still treats are always so fun. People love treats. You can brand your treats too. Lots of people get traction by branding your treats. Brand those tiny little water bottles. Brand little monster granola things that you love. That monster snack mix from Target. Those little bags. Get some stickers with your stuff on it. Slap them right on there. 
Yeah. So I think that's such a good one. And it, people love it. People love being spoiled. I think the, one of the biggest ones that I really like that I think is like my last one until we start talking and I think of more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> always. is like, I always, always, if I can want to host with either another agent or my number one, I would prefer to list. I would prefer not to list. I would prefer to host with a lender. And let me yeah. tell you why. Why? I want to host with a lender because one, there's safety in numbers. Yes. There's somebody else that can help me. Like if the group, there's lots of groups and questions, they're there. They're another body to help me. But three, I've literally had somebody walk into an open house and be like, I really love this house, but I know I can't afford it. And I will tell you what, she literally, I said, you know what? I have a lender right here. Why don't you guys like run some numbers and chat and just see where you stand. It's totally fine if you can't like have a snack, enjoy the tour, but like you should totally talk to them since they're here. She bought that house. She bought that house. So it doesn't happen every time. It's only happened to me once or twice where a lender was pulled a pre-approval right there. But God, if it's not magical. Magical. And they they will help you share in, in advertising and advertising costs. Like they want to help you because they also want that business. Yeah. It's safety in numbers. We love safety. If you cannot have someone with you, make sure people know where you are. Put mm-hmm. on your locator service. If you have a concealed carry license, you should have your gun on you. Pepper spray, taser, I don't know, whatever else you guys like to carry. A baseball bat. I mean, and that's another thing with prepping the house. You want to remove like the knives off the counter. You want if there's any guns yeah. or valuables or medicine out. Prescription medication. I've drugs. walked in and clients have left like all their money everywhere. And I'm like, I'm going to hide this for you. That's also part of our book. Um, <laughs> but also there will be more eyes on your listing if you have another professional sharing yes. it and marketing it with you, which is so good. I love that. Yes. And they want to help you. So like that for me, it's like, I feel like it's not as, I feel unprepared and not as much of a success even going into it, if I don't have a lender with me, because I feel like then I'm fully prepared. It's double the advertising, like Kaylee said. So it's an easy one that will help you work smarter, not harder. That's like my key to life. Seriously, that's all we try to do is work smarter, not harder. Someday I'll work so smart that (laughs) I will just blink and things will get done. Oh my God, that would be amazing. You have to teach me your ways. It might be a few years off. (laughs) You're thri- you are thriving. You are doing just fine. I'm thriving. Um, you are thriving. I think one of the last things that goes without saying, but we have to say it because oftentimes it needs to be said, tell your sellers not to show up. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so glad you included that. Please, please don't show up just to drum up business and look like I'm busy. I don't want your no. butt there. Like no. leave. Go shopping, go take your wife to lunch, go to the beach, go take your dog on a long walk, go on a hike. Don't wait in the driveway. Don't wait on the street. Don't, don't, you're not, no. No, I don't care what you're doing. Go at least two miles away from me because I don't want you around looking like a creeper. Like, come on. Also give me like, give me time before the open house alone and give me time after the open house alone in the house to prepare the house, do my open house and then clean everything up and go. And then I always send out like an evaluation of how the day went and an update. So you will fully know, just let me work. Let me do my thing. People, buyers need to come in 
and be able to ask honest questions and not worry about hurting a seller's feelings or having them follow them around and make it weird, you will lose that buyer if you don't leave them alone. Sellers. And you'll get a talking to if you're on your cameras inside listening. Do not eavesdrop. Turn those suckers <laughs> off. Knock it off. I don't care if your baby monitor is on and you're listening. Go. Go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> there you heard it. There you oh heard it. Oh, my gosh. I love my clients to death, but there oh are certain gosh. ones that I'm like, get the heck out of here. Go. Go, 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 go. Shoot. Now Let me work. Let me do my job. And I think our last one, maybe, follow up. Yes. Follow up. Follow up with buyers that don't have agents. Follow up with anyone that signs in. Follow up with agents. Follow up with neighbors. Follow up with the lenders. See if they got someone. Follow the heck up. Follow up. Well, and it and it shouldn't be once. These people should be added to your marketing <sighs> campaigns. I have, I know I've said this before, but I have like, I have buyers that have become clients that came into an open house like five years ago and they finally just bought like two houses from me. But that only happened because I met them once randomly five years ago and then continually like stayed, I constantly stayed in contact with them. So you could do it. Like it's a long game and you're in this forever. Like this is your career. You're not doing this for one year. So you have to get as much as you can in like six months. You're creating, you're planting seeds that will continue to pay off, but you have to follow up continually. Not one time, not two times, not three times, continually. Because you never know that seventh time that you reach out, they could be a buyer. And if you don't follow up, you're going to miss it. And they're going to go to someone else. That could have been your buyer. You could have double-ended that listing. Yep. Absolutely. So stay consistent. (laughs) Like you got this, like educate yourself on your listing, be professional, be consistent. And like take that open house and turn it into multiple clients. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, this was a very long one, but it has so much information, you guys. So I think you need to go back and listen to us one more time because you love us that much. Yeah. And I you like, you know, we, we love you guys and we're super thankful. Yeah. We know you have a lot going on in your lives. And so thank you for taking time to listen. We hope that this was helpful for you. And as always, if you have any questions, Kaylee, do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of us? Yep. You can find us on Instagram at selling underscore crazy. You can find us on Facebook at selling crazy podcast. Um, you can send us an email selling crazy podcast at gmail.com. You can find either one of us on Facebook as well. If you don't, for some reason, don't want to follow our page, you want to follow us for fun. <laughs> you'll like it. For fun. Promise you a good time. <laughs> some, oh not all the time, but sometimes there's fun oh, stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Awesome. Great job. Well, we love you again. We appreciate you. And remember that you are always enough.